Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi fucking ho. Welcome back to Chucky Queers. It's your weekly coverage of Don Mancini's sci-fi show. And I'm Joe. <laughs> and I'm Trace. And we are talking uh, a, the punny episode title, Cape mm-hmm. Queer, this week. Although I will say that given the ending and how it leans into Cape Fear and the score, I'm a little surprised given the two deaths we have in this episode that it's not called Mommy Queerist. <laughs> I would have also worked. Yeah, I actually thought of you when I saw the title for this one because I wasn't sure if you were going to have come around because we didn't talk about it. But last week's episode was called Little Little Lies, which of course oh, is yeah. a spinoff on Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. So what about this episode though, man? We we start off with a very oh. fun breezy recap from Tiffany, by the way, which is mm-hmm. delightful. Yes, indeed. And then we get more Tiffany and Nika this week, which I mean, get after what we said last week, it's like, oh shit, like we are not predicting things correctly on this show. No, which I appreciate because I like mm-hmm. to be surprised. I think this is a good odd way to include them. I like the fact because I actually was worried in the first little bit of this episode that mm. Tiffany seemed to be dumber than I remembered. And I was like, yes. oh, I'm not really liking this, that like Nika can so easily disguise the fact that she and Chucky are kind of switching back and forth. So I really appreciated that Tilly immediately then called her out and was like, okay, I'm just going to dump you into the trunk and move you to this house that I have apparently bought. And uh the I stabbed you with a knife 10 minutes ago and you didn't feel it really earned a big laugh out of me. <laughs> okay. So the Tilly line that earned the biggest laugh for me was when she's talking to that realty oh. realtor and the woman's like, Oh yeah, this is the house where, and Tilly's like the murders. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got a big laugh out of the realtor herself. Who's like, uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to get in my car and get the fuck out of here. Ooh, did you like the payoff with the Chucky doll getting mailed to the house? Yes, I did very much so. Um, which, oh, I mean, I, I, God, I can maybe skip this because the first scene of this episode, of course, is the return of Andy and Kyle who are mm-hmm. driving around the country posing as census takers. <laughs> which I kind of think is a nod, maybe like a very gentle nod to Silence of the Lambs. Oh, you know what? It might be, actually. It very well might be, except instead of, you know... Eating someone's liver with fava beans, they're just killing their dolls in front of their children. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, because I I know the the return of Kyle has been something that fans have been, like, just waiting for since her post-credits cameo um, in Cult of Chucky. It's been forever. It's so nice to have her back. (laughs) Yes. They're unfortunately... It's kind of what happened with with Tiff with Tiffany and Nika last week where it's like, okay, we're just going to give them one scene and they're going to catch everyone up on what they've done since the movies. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we have here. It's, it's yeah. okay. Dialogue. I think that Christina Lee gets off better than Alex Vincent. Alex Vincent gets up with some. It, it's some not... rough lines and he's a bit stiff. Like he's out of the game a little bit. I, yeah, I agree. And it wasn't like, I'm hesitant to say it was bad per se, but I was kind of just like, oh, he hasn't oh. acted in a while. And I, I, <laughs> I feel mean saying that, so I'm going to move on. But <laughs> I think maybe it's just like, sometimes it's an awkward transition to come back to an act or to a character that you maybe haven't played in a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, it's been about five years since the last time we saw him. Yeah, um, I, I guess, though, I mean, I think he did fine in the census scene. I thought that was where he was the most compelling. But when he was just... 
like when in it was the car. Him, him and Kyle in the car. And then when he called, when he called, um, when Jake calls him and he's like, again, giving him the rundown of what's going on. I was just kind of like, uh, he seems kind of bored. <laughs> Yeah, I took the car stuff as a bit more like, I know some people have been curious to see whether we're going to unpack the trauma that results from like interacting with Chucky, Mm -hmm. like specifically with Jake and Devin, considering that they both lost parents now. But um, I do think that what we're seeing with Andy is meant to be a kind of like a forecast of what they can expect. Like, oh, this is the life that you can, that you will lead if you run afoul of Chucky. I mean that, yeah, that honestly, I was like, I guess they're just going to make all these kids orphans. Like that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen. And they're all going to join this secret anti-Chucky organization. Although I will, <laughs> I love um, whenever they're on the phone and like, they're like, well, blah, 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 blah. And Kyle just goes, uh, he killed our foster parents. He'll stop at nothing. And I was like, okay, that's like the least of the crimes that he has committed. <laughs> Way to make it personal, Kyle. It's not all about you. <laughs> she didn't even like him that much. This is true. I mean, he was not great. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, the centerpiece for this episode is really kind of on the two mothers that unfortunately will be dead by the episode's end, right? We have yes. Brie who finally confesses to her family, hey, like I've got stage four cancer. And then we mm-hmm. have Devin's mom who confronts him about his sec- his crush on Jalik. J- Jalik, oh my God, Jake. Okay. <laughs> We're going to call him Jalik now. And, and is accepting. Yeah. Unfortunately, they both die like two scenes after their big scenes. I will say less so for Devin's mom, because I figured we were just going to do one big death this episode. But as soon as Bree started having her tearful confession with specifically Junior, I was like, well, one of them is going to go now for sure. (laughs) Because the rules of slasher dictate that like if somebody has a big emotional moment, you're like, well, your time is numbered. I mean, we just talked about it in um, like Slasher last month, where it was like, oh, like whatever character was getting the flashbacks of the episode, mm-hmm. they were going to be dead by the episode's end. Absolutely. But I will say, I mean, I love Lexa Doig. I don't yeah. think she got a ton to do on the show. She no. killed the emotional stuff this episode. I thought she was really good. And then her death scene it's is so a good. fucking banger. And again, it's another callback to the series loves to do stuff with Falling Glass, right? Like we've got mm-hmm. Bride of Chucky with the Falling Glass in the bedroom suite. Or the Cult of Chucky suite, has a big decapitation scene. Which I fucking love that one as well. I actually named it one of my best deaths of that year. And I, I ultimately, this is a callback to Maggie's death in the first movie. Yes, because there's actually a mention earlier when we're talking about like, oh yeah, Andy's, uh, what was it? Like his babysitter got killed. And mm. I was like, oh, ping. Okay. Somebody might yeah. fall out a window here, but honestly, just watching someone fall out a really tall oh. building in slow motion, it was it, like, I don't want to say somebody's death is gorgeous, but all I could think of was, oh, look what we got with Halloween kills yeah. and how that just did not work. And then this, which is like, a work of art and I kind of want to frame it and put it on a wall. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, the effects are kind of eh, like as she's falling, you know, like you could, it's obviously she's just, Oh no, I love that. I, I loved even like the, the sort of uncanny Valley falseness yeah. of it. I loved it. But once it cuts to junior in that car and we get oh, like, you know, oh. the cart falls next to him, but it's, it's honestly like, it made me feel so bad for junior. And I've mm-hmm. never felt bad for junior this entire series, but like the, the, it's that, that her face, like half in the oh, window. God. I fully like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is probably the meanest the show has been up until Mm -hmm. this point. And it's a show that, I mean, obviously, yes, people are dying, blah, 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 but it hasn't been mean. And honestly, and it's not even the fact that I'm like, 
oh, these moms are such important characters, but killing both of them in this episode, I was like, I guess anyone's fair game here. Yes. Like, right? Like, people yeah. are going to start dying now. I mean, people have died in every episode, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's I mean. like like big characters, like characters yeah. that we maybe thought were safe, even though they were secondary or even tertiary characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, last week we got the principal and I was like, I couldn't have told you this character's name. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But here you're like, oh, we're killing people's moms. Like the whole the whole junior Jake, uh, Devin, like all of their storylines are all wrapped up about like how they're not really connecting with their parents. So to see these moments where they finally bridge that divide and you're like, Oh, fuck. No. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, I like it, but I also hate it because it's like, okay, look, I, I would have liked to have seen the dynamic in this family change after Bree's confession to see if anything changes now though. It really sucks because now that Brie isn't there, there's no filter for... No, there's no mediator. Yeah, and so Logan now might start turning abuse. I mean, honestly, he's yeah. depressed, his wife is dead, like, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So I don't... But I guess the idea there is that that will bring Junior into the fold with Lexi, Devin, and Jake. Maybe. Maybe. Or it could go the opposite way, and he could be, like, even more... Because, like, he's going to be dealing with trauma and grief, so he could actually, like, lash out even more at them. Unless Chucky goes after him and starts to indoctrinate him because he doesn't have Jake or Lexi anymore because he tried to do that to Lexi in this episode. Okay, yeah. So I have questions about this because this is a bit of a turn of face for Chucky Mm because all of a sudden he's not interested in killing Lexi and he wants her to kill Jake. Like, is his ultimate goal just to cause chaos at this point? I I don't know. So I, I don't know that was where your question, because my question was going to be like, I was surprised that Lexi wasn't like, yeah, I'll kill him. Like, I really thought oh, that we no. were going to get like, we're well, past I that. Mean, I, I guess, but I, I'm happy that wasn't the case. And I, I'm really happy to see these kids working together now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. We don't know this plan. And we also, we don't really know. If Tiffany is a, and Nika are like, oh, I'm sorry, Tiffany, because Nika is Chucky, but like if Tiffany's a major part of whatever plan, like if, I mean, they're mm-hmm. back in town. So they're back I, in town. It, it's, you can, it's reason to believe that, yeah, we will have this, they're going to start merging. Yeah. Like I, I honestly, we're past the halfway point now. Yeah. And I still have no fucking idea where this is going. Like anything seems like it could happen. It could be, Tiffany and Nika trying to do their thing. We could keep them separate. It could be Andy and Kyle coming in and like just blowing everything up. I just don't know where we're going to go. And I'm perplexed and I'm excited. It's all the feels. This, I I don't know if I want to say this is my favorite episode, but in terms of like plot developments, like this was like, this was the one where I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this feels like the episode I've been waiting for this entire season. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I've been feeling this way for the last couple of episodes where I'm just, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go next. It's always doing something that's unexpected and kind of exciting. Like, mm-hmm. as as we said, I, I was getting really annoyed with Devin's mom for most of these last couple of episodes because yeah. she's a terror, like, and here she arrests the bio teacher for no fucking reason. And I was like, this character's garbage and she's a terrible investigator. But then she gets that great moment with Devin. And I love the fact that it's a coming out scene. That's not a coming out scene because right. it's like, like he never says I'm gay. He's just like, I have feelings for someone. And she's like, is it Jake? And he's like, yep. And I'm just yeah. like, this is how it's done nowadays. Parents take note, just 
ease into it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fully agree. It was such a good scene. And again, it's another thing where I'm like, oh, I kind of hate now that she's dead because we're yeah. not going to get to see how this relationship would develop. And she also saw that Chucky was alive. So it would have finally been an adult. No, so I thought I really did not think she was going to die. Even as soon as Chucky was on her, she sees him. I was oh, good. Like she'll see, she sees him. She's going to be mm-hmm. in the note. Yeah. Nope, no, but her head gets turned all the way around. Loved it. Yeah. It was unexpected. I, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. And then I hope Devin doesn't pull a whole like, Jake, none of this would happen if you didn't pick up that doll. I'm holding yeah. this against you thing. Uh, that would be unfortunate. I I do feel like we're at the point now where there might not even be time for a moment like that. Because right. I do think Andy and Kyle are going to show up possibly in the next episode because we got that phone call. So we know they're on their way to Hackensack. We yeah. know that tiffany and maybe nika are going to get up to something i am curious to know if tiffany legitimately feels the way that she claims to feel about nika because there's that interesting moment where she does talk about like how chucky basically emotionally abuses her yeah and i thought oh okay this is really interesting are we going to acknowledge that Charles Lee Ray is a really shitty boyfriend. Well, but they've done that. I mean, that. That was basically her arc in Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. So right. I don't know if we need to dip back into that well again, even though we clearly already are a little bit. Oh, I mean, also like, you know, we we have Tiffany being completely, I mean, I got, I'll say pansexual, I guess. I don't know. But like, because she, no, no issues with Nika at all. And I love that comment that she makes. She's just like, I when I'm when I'm with him, I look I look into your eyes and I know it's you in there looking at me. Like mm-hmm. also kind of a sweet moment for a psychopath. Yeah, no, I like that too, which is why I got kind of like, wait, where's this going? Like, does she actually have feelings for Nika? Because that would be an interesting place to take the character. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I've been with this homicidal man for most of my life. He's never appreciated me. He's always abused me. Maybe it's time to try exploring somebody who doesn't hurt me. And yeah. I think that would be a really interesting place to take this character. Now, I will say one of the things that is not working for me, it's kind of the only thing that didn't, I didn't love about this episode, the flashbacks. Like okay. For this particular one, I don't know why it was included. Like it, there's, un- unless I guess this car is going to play a very important part in the plot moving forward, but I don't think it is. And yeah, we're still getting these goddamn dubs. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it felt slightly less egregious this week, or maybe it's just because I'm obsessed with the fact that the actor playing young Charles Lee Ray in these flashbacks looks exactly like Tommy Wiseau from The Room. <laughs> but that's what it, that's what Charles Lee Ray looked like in Child's Play for the two seconds of screen time that he had. I know, I'm loving it. But yeah, the, the flashbacks, this one especially felt very redundant because even if it is just to explain like, how did we get this car? Why is the car so meaningful to them? I'm like, but it doesn't tell us that. It's just, here's when they bought the car. Cool. And they killed someone. And they killed someone. That's, yeah, that's it. No, yeah. I, I, I'm going to agree. I mean, have we had a flashback every episode? I think we have, right? We have, yeah. Which it seems like that's the template the show's going for, which it's fine. You can do that. But the problem is, yeah, with this specific one, like the flashback, you could remove it and it wouldn't change anything about the episode. Yeah. And again, I think as we're moving into this back half of the season and things are really starting to come together and characters are going to start interacting and presumably the danger begins to escalate even more. The flashbacks feel like a momentum killer. Like every time we're getting a flashback now, it's like if this isn't enriching something about what's happening right now, it's taking away from what's happening in the present. I mean, fingers crossed we get a Glenn Glenda flashback soon. 
Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, okay. And maybe we can use this as yep. a bit of a wrap up, but uh, because we opened with Andy and Kyle, I did think they were going to go the route that you mentioned. Cause it's like the opening scene, the uh, not the Kill Bill, the Pulp Fiction homage with them yep. shooting the Chucky doll. And then yep. we come back after the credits and it's still them. I thought we were going to get a whole episode of them. Uh, and then it was like, yeah. nope, we're still going to deal with this. And I wasn't disappointed because of where it goes, but I did think maybe that's a better way than forcing some of these flashbacks in. It's like give larger chunks to certain characters and let them kind of unpack it. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Well, I mean, I guess then, yeah, where do you think we're going next week? Because I really have no idea. I mean, the the the, the table has been reset Sort of, because Jake has been injured, but also we've got three kids who are now standing Over in front cop. of a, a dead cop. So, like, I think the suspicion is going to be back onto them, unfortunately. And, yeah, I'm curious to see what is going to happen with Tiffany and Nika and if this is going to start connecting. But I do think we'll get Andy and Kyle arriving in Hackensack next episode. Do you think we're going to merge Tiffany and Nika with the kids next week? Or do you think we're going to keep them separate for now? I don't know. My gut says keep them separate and maybe watch them play house a little more. Yeah, literally. it sounds, I mean, it feels like we're in for a Nika trying to escape plot next week. So I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, listeners, well, let us know what you thought of, uh, of, Oh my God, Cape Queer. Correct. <laughs> Cape Queer. I was going to say Mommy Queerist because um, I just really had it in my head. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah, go no, with that. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know your thoughts for next week and uh, you know, your thoughts on the show so far. But until next week, we can cross out Cape Queer. Yes, and cross out Chucky Queers. Mm-hmm.